Hello everyone, I'm Dalton Burdett. I'm Ryan Warner. And we are the Movie Knights. Well, some of them. If you're listening, it's because you want to hear our unfiltered, uncensored thoughts and opinions about the world of movies. We have a lot to talk about today, Ryan. Yeah, we do. Yeah, well, I didn't think we would, but then literally we had some breaking news even happened today. And um, also, Captain Marvel will be heard at the end. I found the audio from the uh, Fun. stuff that died yesterday. So we're going to play the audio over a still image because we don't want to repeat ourselves because we're lazy. So I also can't remember what I said. Exactly. So. Yeah. See, that, that's why you have these sort of fail-safe options, you know, yeah. reading through files, recovered files. For audio clips, it's just it's always, it's always a good time. It's magical. It's a magical time, dude. The magical. magic of movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they say. All right, uh, coming up for us first is going to be something about um, a filmmaker that maybe you like or heard of. His name's um, Spielberg. No, uh, Taron Blino, Blarantino. What what what's the no? Oh oh, Tarantino. Oh, you I can't <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Oh my god. He's that guy. Everyone in film school knows that guy that's just obsessed with Tarantino for no reason. Like that's who he is. Alright. In all fairness, I didn't go to film school. I haven't taken any film classes. I just love his films. So Yeah, and I will say, from talking to you is much better than talking to the just the people. It's I mean I love Quentin Tarantino, but those God, those people are so annoying. Yeah. Understandable. I love have you seen the meme going around right now? No. It's like when he says his favorite movie is pulp fiction and it shows girls just like leaving places. Really? It's so funny. I love it. That's golden. Yes. Yes. Okay. Getting into it. Speaking of Quentin Tarantino, a new poster for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his ninth film, is released, which you can check out right here. And I love it. It just shows Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio's characters and just kind of a little tease as to what's to come. Now, I'm hoping that that means that a trailer drops soon. Very usually, soon, hopefully. Usually that's what that means when a poster comes out. But um, your thoughts on the poster and your overall excitement level for the film. This is a stacked cast, so I'm just automatically excited for it. And like you said, it's a Tarantino film and I love all of his movies. So naturally, I'm excited for it. Um, but looking at the poster, like these are just two cool cats, man, just chilling out, max and relax and living life. Um, it is going to be a very bloody movie, which I'm hoping for. Yes, hopefully. Um, but yeah, hopefully once the trailer comes out in the next few days, hopefully, um, we'll really get a feel for the kind of movie that it's really going to be because it's not based on the Manson murders. The Manson murders are kind of happening in the backdrop of the movie. It's more so about, um... I believe DiCaprio is the actor and Brad Pitt's the stuntman, correct? I believe that. I think that's case. how it yeah, is. Yeah. So it's ba- it's following them and their story. So I'm very, very curious to see how this trailer is going to play out. Hopefully it comes out either tomorrow or yeah. sometime this week, hopefully. Yeah, or even today when it drops. Cause I, I heard there was a rumor about it, this, yeah. but let's yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, I'm also very much so looking forward to this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, people are... Early, early, early speculating Oscar buzz for it, but it depends on how good it is. Yeah, of course. But, um, you know, we'll see once it comes out, and you know, they're going to festival this thing to the major ones, so that's when we'll start to get to early buzz when they mm. start putting it in those festivals. But oh, yeah. uh, hopefully we get some news about it sooner rather than later, because I'm very excited for that. Hopefully we can talk about it next week on the podcast, yeah, um, hopefully if the trailer, trailer drops. Yeah. yeah, that'd be that'd be really great. Yes. But what's next? Um, next is some rather big news that came out just the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> couple of hockey players come up to the produce stand, stand the, the other, other day, day. <laughs> watch letter kenny just people watching this <laughs> anyway um james gunn was infamously fired from guardians of the galaxy 3 by disney chairman alan horn after some old tweets resurfaced 
of jokes that he had said in the past, you know, horrible jokes, but, you know, he never actually did anything, but he was fired. It was very controversial. People didn't think that that was the right approach, especially because it was so quick mm-hmm. when it happened. Very reactionary. Yes, and which was unlike Disney. And um, surprisingly enough, they have retracted their decision, and James Gunn is returning to direct Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, um, but you may think, wait, 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 wasn't he directing Suicide Squad? Because we just talked about that last week. Yeah. Well, according to the report from Deadline, which is who broke the news, which you can look at right here, they're saying that Disney has agreed to let him finish Suicide Squad 2, and then he'll hop right over and do Guardians Volume 3, which I think is the coolest part of all this. Is like they're letting someone do a DCEU, if Suicide Squad's a part of it anymore, movie, and coming back to do an MCU movie. And uh, the whole MCU family is happy that he's returning. You see several of the members tweeting like, Hey, congrats, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. And uh, obviously, Dave Bautista is very happy about that. And, uh, you know, um, I'm really, really glad that they were able to come to terms with that because I didn't like how they handled it the first time. And I think that these characters really have James Gunn's stamp on them. And they say that was kind of the big problem was, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't, like, secure or really look for another director intensely. But the people they did talk to... It was very much like, that's James Gunn's. No yeah. way. I'm not even getting near it. Taika Waititi even had comments saying, like, I wouldn't get near that even if they asked me. Nope. So um, I'm very excited for the fact that James Gunn's going to return. Um, they were going to use his script with or without him, so now he gets to f- see it through to the end. Yeah. He'll be the first director in the MCU to complete a trilogy, which I think is very cool. And um, just what are your basic overall thoughts about the whole situation, and are you excited to see James Gunn return? I'm very excited to see him return. I think Guardians is like through and through a james gunn movie it's wacky it's fun Mm -hmm. it's i wonder if he's going to do something like a little bit different with it because he's going to handle the suicide squad first and then go over to guardians but Mm -hmm. it'll be nice to step away from guardians do something different but still kind of in the same realm yeah and then go back to guardians three with maybe like a new perspective on like how like to change a character change a dynamic or change a relationship Mm -hmm. the two characters have you know um, so I'm very, very interested to see how that's going to turn out, but good for him. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to bring him back. I mean, they fired him very reactionary. Yeah. Everyone was upset that he said those horrible things. Mm-hmm. Naturally, they fired him like within the next few days, but I'm glad that, you know, he's back. They settled their differences and he's yeah, back the, to his the, movie. The report said that him and Alan Horn met on several occasions and Horn was very impressed with his, his handling of the situation, which James Gunn handled very well. Very class act. Yeah, and um, just kind of talking back and forth about the possibilities. And apparently the deal was made months ago, but they've just gone public with it recently. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, 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 I am very, very happy about this. Um, James Gunn seems to have this very real connection with the Guardians. Mm-hmm. And while I didn't enjoy the second movie as much as the first movie, I still thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And I think that um, seeing him return for the third one is going to be great. And I like what you said, how it'll bring a unique perspective now that he's gone and done a different film. Mm-hmm. Because um, I, I don't like it when people stay on one franchise too long without branching out and doing other things. Like uh, Christopher Nolan, for example, in the Dark Knight trilogy, he did Batman Begins, then The Prestige, then The Dark Knight, then Inception then Dark Knight Rises and moved on. Like, he didn't do them back to back to back. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want to see what unfortunately happened to Sam Raimi. You get Spider-Man 1 and 2 are great, and then 3 is just horrible. Yeah. And um, it's... Well, it's not... I like that movie more than most people. I don't think it's horrible, horrible, but it's not great. Mm-hmm. And, um, but, you know, you don't want to see that happen. And, you know, um, there's... And I'm sure there's more examples I could think of if I sat down and thought about it, but 
I think it just works out better in the filmmaker's favor if they're able to branch out and take their mind off of it for a second and then return later. Yeah, definitely. So I like the point that you brought up there. Although it's going to be a lot of fun seeing how Batista is going to, like what his role in the movie is going to be because he handled the situation probably the worst of everyone. Yeah, he was kind of begging to get fired, like publicly, like, hey, I don't want to do this. Yeah, not and, a, like, but now that James Gunn's back, I wonder if like... He's like, all right, like I was just trying to get him back. Like yeah. I was just trying to be the bad guy to get him back, or It'll, like what his role is going to be. I'm I'm, I'm curious for his future comments about Disney because a lot of the things he said, he was just pretty much bad mouthing Disney, mm-hmm. saying like, hey, I don't want to work for you guys anymore. I'm contractually obliged to come back, but if I could get out of it, I would. You know. Yeah. But now that Disney has brought James Gunn back, is he gonna say, hey, thank you, Disney? Because that's gonna be interesting. Because mm-hmm. I don't think that Dave Bautista and Disney have a relationship after Guardians Three, unless. He comes out and does these apologetic statements about, hey, I was upset, but I'm glad that James Gunn's been brought back. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see how that turns out, because I don't think he has said anything specific yet. I could be wrong. I haven't looked. I know some of the other ones have. Like Karen Gillan just tweeted, we are Groot. And I thought that was awesome. I thought that was a that's, great, that's amazing. great response to that. But uh, but yeah, um, you know, like we said, very excited for James Gunn to come back. And uh, I I hope that he knocks this one out of the park. I really hope that he can come back and really do a great job. I'm sure he will. I mean, not that he has to really prove anything, mm-hmm. but I think it it'll be, I think it'll be better than the other two. I hope so. I really hope so. I'm, I'm sure he's gonna come back and just be like, "Well, this is what it's going to be." Yeah. And yeah. no one else is gonna touch my film, kind of like a mentality, like in the best way possible. You know. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure that him and Kevin Feige never had any bad blood because Kevin Feige wasn't even included on the decision to yeah. get rid of him. So. You know, he, he, I think he was actually upset that yeah. he was fired yeah. without consulting him. I'm sure I would be. Yeah. So, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. And also, I think they're going to reinstate the plans that they had because the Guardians Three was going to be sort of a a bridge film to take the MCU more cosmic. Mm-hmm. And I hopefully they can even keep those plans now. Yeah. So you know, we'll see. Moving on to our next story, I'm a fan of the Flash character, aren't you? He's fun. I'm really bad at segues. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. You know, um, I even liked Ed- Ezra Miller's interpretation in Justice League. Mm-hmm. I didn't love that movie, but that was one of the things I enjoyed about the film. Sure. And I also think that uh, I think he's a very good actor. He's great in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. If any, if any of you have never seen that, it's a great film that he's in. Really good. You should watch it. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> but uh, news came out. The Hollywood Reporter is now reporting something about the Flash movie, which has gone through... This solo movie has gone through so much drama, losing director after director, writer after writer. Just off the top of my head, I know they lost as a director Seth Graham Smith, um, oh, the guy who directed uh, Dope. He even went to Comic Con. I can't think of his name. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm losing it. I'm losing his name. But uh, he was supposed to direct it, and then now they have um, John Francis Daly and the other guy who wrote Game Night and Spider Man Homecoming. God, my, my name's not coming right now. But those two are directing the movie. And apparently, they have a version of the screenplay, which is a very lighthearted and fun movie, which is what DC and Warner Brothers have been going in that direction recently. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aquaman made a billion dollars. Shazam has a lot of buzz going for it. And they're very, very happy with those results. And so naturally, continued the trend. And they're going to try and make The Flash the same way. But Ezra Miller has issue with that. He wants it to be a darker story. And he really, really believes in the character that he sort of signed up for, I guess. Because, you know, with under Zack Snyder, it was a very different vision. Mm-hmm. So the Hollywood Reporter's reporting, which you can see here, that Ezra Miller has decided to hire Grant Morrison, which is a DC Comics writer, to write a version of the, the Flash screenplay themselves to show to Warner Brothers in the hopes that they can win it over. Now, if you read the article, it's kind of hopscotchy about what this could mean, but it's kind of, sort of implied 
that this could be for the role. Like, he might be writing this to keep the job. Hmm. And which I think is very weird and strange that they're even giving him this attention and ability to do this. But um, a lot of people online have been speculating that this could be another Ben Affleck situation and that he actually quit and that they're using this PR spin to generate some buzz to kind of wait let it die and then announce that he's gone kind of like what they did with ben affleck for like over a year but um yeah rip rip affleck rip we we miss batfleck a lot but uh i'm hoping that um they they just kind of get their shit together to be honest with you it's really annoying and i you know this whole flash thing because i know walter hamada is trying to do a lot of things correctly with the dc movies and he's just kind of you know shazam's gonna be his first baby so it's really going to be up to him regardless. But mm-hmm. if it's true, if if this is happening, I mean, I guess it's nice of him to give Ezra Miller a shot. But, like, if all of a sudden Ezra Miller turns in a script and Warner Brothers is like, we love it, then the directors are going to be like, what the hell? We, 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 this is we not set what... up for a different movie. Exactly. So yeah. uh, this is, this whole situation is just kind of fucked, to be honest. And uh, I just want to get your take on it. What is your just overall thoughts on this entire story, this whack story? Well, I didn't read this story, but going off all the information that I've heard, it doesn't make sense as to why an actor has to write a script and produce a script to keep his job. I mean, it sounds yeah. very, very Ben Affleck-like. Yeah, it's very weird and fishy. Yeah. Um, I We're definitely not getting the whole story, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and it would make more sense, because in Affleck's case, it made sense, because he is a writer and filmmaker. Yeah, as of course. Miller is not. He's, like, not that I know of. Yeah. And so I'm just very curious as to... I mean, if it's true, I'm glad that Ezra has, like, the passion to, like, really want to do it the way he wants. But at the same time, I, I feel like that he's going about it a little bit all wrong. You know, if, they, if they've changed directions and you're signed on to do it, then do it. You know, yeah. that's just kind of how I see it. But I also understand being like, no, I want to do this my way. I want to get it right. But it's like, you're not in the position to he, do that. Yeah, he's not in a position of power to demand stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I mean, he did sign up to play the character a long time ago, and he's only... He played him, like, for real once in Justice League, but he had brief cameos in BVS and Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame that he has to go through this to keep his job. If it's something he really doesn't want to do, and DC's like, no, we're moving in this direction, this is the way it's going to be, then he should just be like, all right, this isn't the character that I wanted to play. And on good terms, end right there, let them find someone else, then they can properly proceed forward yeah i feel like they're kind of just wasting more time yeah which is Mm -hmm. a shame they just need to stick to their guns this is how we want it no changes it's going to be like this our way or the highway i mean they are the people at dc walter hamada is in that position of power my way or the highway say that but he's not for whatever reason and i mean i I mean mean, unless he is and we're just not hearing about it yeah yeah but i mean you know i I'm gonna take the story at face value because it is thr and they're very reliable but Mm -hmm. um it's just it's just it's very strange like i don't it's, it's sort of unprecedented. I mean, it's sort of like Affleck's scenario, but like we said, Affleck was a Academy Award winning filmmaker. Yeah. So it's 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 weird when you think of it that way. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think the whole situation is kind of weird. And hopefully soon we find out some stuff that, that we kind of, you know, clarify this scenario a bit. Because I just want to see a fucking Flash movie. <laughs> That's <laughs> Why can't I just have a Flash movie? We we've This movie's been announced since like 2014 or something. Has it really? Something like that. 14 or 15. It's crazy. So hopefully they can just give us a Flash movie. And at this point, honestly, I don't care. Who well, I'm just them. hoping after Shazam, like once Shazam comes out, that clears the air on everything. Like there, yeah. we we are headed in this direction. This is the way we want to go. Blah blah blah. Like mm. it just and it's odd because I never thought the tone was the problem with those films. Yeah, I, I always thought that um you know Warner Brothers would take the list of complaints the movies were getting and they'd pick one and be like ah this is the source of all the issues back when they were under 
previous leadership of Sujihara. But yeah. uh, you know. But I mean, I mean, if even if you read the comics, like the DC comics are just a darker tone than Marvel comics. Like they're just sort of. I mean. I mean, I'm sure some storylines are darker than others. And I mean, back in the early days, it was kind of flipped because, like, during the '70s, that's when Marvel, like Frank Miller, was on Marvel, mm-hmm. and then um, in the early, early days, and DC was very lighthearted and happy, and then they go through their phases. Like, sure. obviously, Dark Knight Returns was very dark, and back and forth. But gen- genuinely, in the movies, in the beginning of the DCEU, it was more dark, trying to kind of replicate Dark Knight's success. Mm-hmm. But even then, that was Warner Brothers again being like, "Huh, it was dark, so that's what made it successful." It's like, no, that's not what made it successful. It was just a decision that they made. Yeah. And then you know when BVS came out and had all these problems with the movie, and then Warner Brothers is like. See, they didn't like this, didn't like this. The dark tone. Ah, that's what it was. We got it. It'll fix all the problems if we change the tone. And it's like, no. And that's that, when that they hired just... Joss Whedon. But uh, oh, no, boy. but I mean, and Joss Whedon's a great filmmaker. I just don't think that the visions on Justice League meshed well. With I that. think with this next statement, I'm going to say, I think I speak for all people. Release the Snyder oh, Cut. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. This is, we're going to briefly go into the Snyder Cut thing. All that's confirmed is that an assembly cut was made to show Warner Brothers. Snyder cut. It's not finished. It can't be released unless they put more money into it, and that will never happen. As much as I would love to see that version of the movie, because I really would. Yeah. It's not fully completed or done or finished. So, yeah. But it is fun to do. I did sign the petition. I did do that. Did you really? Yes, I did. Oh, my God. That's awesome. I thought that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. But, um, hey, if, if it got announced at Warner Brothers, it's like, fuck it, let's throw $30 million and complete the movie. I'd be like, yes, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. It won't happen. But, uh, okay, we're going to move on to our final story before our previous Captain Marvel review that got cut off. Rip. I'm a big fan of Marvel Comics, which I think is fairly obvious. Um, one of my char- a character that I enjoy is the Master of Kung Fu, or Shang-Chi. And I haven't read a whole lot of his... Um, Solo stuff, but I'm bi- I'm a big fan of the series Marvel Comics Presents, and in that series, uh, Shang Chi shows up at the end, like the bookend pages of the last few issues, and has this awesome mission that he's on, and he's just this awesome kung fu master, literally. And uh, Marvel is uh, reportedly proceeding with that film, um, moving forward with it. It hasn't been officially greenlit or announced, much like the Black Widow movie. Like it has all these steps completed, the Black Widow movie, but it just has not been officially greenlit. And um, the Shang-Chi movie is starting to build up steam. It's been written. And now, with the news that you can see right here, they have hired a director. They have hired Destin Daniel, I think is his name, if I, if I can read my own writing, to direct uh, Shang-Chi, the movie, The Master of Kung Fu, and uh, which he wrote and directed a movie called Short Term 12. I think he wrote it. I know he directed it. Which apparently is really good and actually stars Brie Larson. So maybe that's how they know each other. Yeah. But um, I'm really excited about this news. I think, you know, obviously getting an Asian filmmaker to make this movie is going to bring a unique perspective and the one that probably would be the most accurate to the character. And I'm glad that Marvel, you know, went out of their way to do that. They didn't have to do that. But Marvel's always been very good at finding independent filmmakers and making great blockbuster filmmakers out of them. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Taika Waititi, the Russo brothers, just there's several examples of it. And uh, I'm very excited that this movie is going to happen. Um, it's going to be bonkers and nuts, hopefully. And I'm very excited. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Shang-Chi movie, The Master of Kung Fu, and your thoughts on them getting the director that they have? Every time you say that, I think of the immortal Iron Fist protector of Kung Lung, <laughs> sworn enemy of the hand. No shit. It'd be awesome if they crossed over. They won't because, you know, they don't like us that much. But that would be cool if they did that. I mean, honestly, I don't know anything about that character. Um, 
But I mean, kung fu's rad. Kung fu, bad kung fu <laughs> movies are awesome. Especially if they look back at like old Bruce Bruce Lee movies and take some homages. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be rad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, just a kick-ass kung fu movie. Like, yeah. who doesn't love that? Made by Marvel. Right. So it. You want this much money? All right. There yeah, you go. There you go. Go, like, go make a kung fu movie. Yeah, and, and and I hope that um I hope it's I hope it you know keeps their positive track record because yeah. they have not made. To me, they haven't made a film that's been like bad. They've made disappointing films, the MCU, or films that aren't as good. Mm-hmm. But they haven't but still made good. Regardless. Yeah, but they haven't made a movie that's like bad to me. Yeah, like I've never watched a movie and thought that it was bad, because even in the movies that I don't like as much, like Thor two and Iron Man two, there's still stuff in them that I really enjoy. Yeah, and of enough course. to like outweigh the negative things. And you know, I think I think even Rotten Tomatoes, they don't have a movie that's rotten yet. I think the so, lowest is. I think it's Incredible Hulk. Or Thor I 2. It was Thor 2. Yeah, we, we actually did this conversation. Thor 2 at like 68% or something podcast. like that. Yeah. But yeah, um, regardless, though, I'm very excited about the Shang-Chi movie and I think it's going to be great. Um, I am really, really hoping that Marvel keeps up their awesome track record because I love this time we live in of awesome comic book movies that everyone loves. Because there are people who've never read comics in their lives that are catching up on these MCU films and like are going to go see Avengers Endgame. Oh, it opened so soon. I saw that. But uh, I'm I'm really really excited and uh, yeah I think now we're gonna go ahead and play the audio for you on our Captain Marvel review unless you have something you wanted to add yeah you know what we're missing from this week's uh, episode of the podcast what box office oh my god I didn't even think about that you saved my ass dude all right give me the top five of the box office well do you have a prediction on what came in first? I'll assume it was Captain Marvel again I'll assume can I guess the number sure. It opened at 150. It probably dropped like 50, 60%. I'm going to go. It made $70 million. Very close. $67.9 million. Ah, so $68 million. That was close. It dropped 55%. That's normal. Yeah. And you know. But it's still a lot of money. Yeah. But oh I would God. kill to have a movie make that my opening weekend, let alone mm-hmm. my second weekend. Oh, yeah. You know, and Shazam is predicted to open less than that. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but so I mean, we'll see how that goes. I'm but sure I, it'll I, still I, make its money I have money a feeling back. it's gonna. I mean, yeah, but I have a feeling Shazam's gonna make more than people are letting on. But oh, for sure. But anyway, I think uh, it's gonna be one of those sleepers. Yeah, go ahead and finish out the top five for me. Um. So yeah, number one was Captain Marvel at sixty-seven point nine million dollars. Number two, a big step down is fifteen million dollars <laughs> at Wonder Park. Oof. Yeah. That movie was made for like $100 million too. That's not good. Was it really? Yeah. Animation's expensive. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh boy. That's not good. That's, that's its opening ball. weekend. Yeah. Uh, five Feet Apart at $13 million. Oh, that's pretty good for because that movie seemed pretty low budget. Yeah. I mean, I can look up the budget here in a second if they have it listed. Yeah. Um, number four is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Good. I'm Still glad that keeps making five. money. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even seen it, but I've heard it's really good. Made uh, $9 million. Mm-hmm. And then number five is Tyler Perry's Amadea Family Funeral making $7 million. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you. I would have completely not done that. Yeah, dude, I completely didn't you. even think about that when setting up the show today. So thank you very you. much. Oh, Production budget's not listed for five feet apart, by the way. Okay. It's probably low. Um, yeah. Going to go ahead and let you guys know, um, we are now going to have... We are now going to have content every single weekday on the Movie Nights YouTube channel, which is very, very exciting. And we just released a video, which will be yesterday for you guys, of 
Ryan and I talking about our favorite film antagonists. It's part one of a two-part series, but hopefully if we get good reception, we'll make even more because we purposely left off a lot of antagonists, so we have room to make more. So please check out that video. I also ask that you please follow us on Facebook, which is Movie Nights, Twitter and Instagram, which is at Nights underscore Movie. And Ryan, would you like to plug your own personal social media for people to follow you as well? Yeah, I actually don't know my Twitter handle... I don't know mine Funny either. enough. So I'm, I, that's why I kind of made you go first. Oh, boy. Because I didn't know. Pressure's what on. Yeah. Yeah. So my Twitter is at Warner Ryan. And yeah, I just tweet a bunch of stuff. And eventually I'll get into Letterboxd. Oh, true, true. Which yeah, is my, also very fun social media for movie lovers. Yes. My Twitter is at Burdette Dalton. My Instagram is just Dalton Burdette with no spaces. And yeah, that's keeping it cool, man. Keeping, keeping it, it cool. real cool. And then pretty pretty soon, I'll upload my, or I'll, I'll tell you guys my letterbox information as well. But yeah, um, thank you guys very much for watching, and uh, we will see you next week. Uh, I'm gonna go first. Yeah, for sure. And I'm gonna give my opinions and thoughts about Captain Marvel. I think that Captain Marvel is a good movie. I think that um, it feels very much so like a Phase One movie, but not the best Phase One movie, but definitely not the worst Phase One movie either. Um, I, I think that um, putting it at this place in the MCU, not in its setting in the movie, but just timing of it coming out, was an odd choice, and um, especially leading up into Avengers Endgame. But um, I, I think that um, this movie does a lot right. I think that um, Brie Larson is good in 95% of it. I think there, there are a couple times where, because I think it, it was a directing choice and an acting choice to have her kind of be out of it for a little bit because her character does have amnesia. But um, I think she's very good. Um, I, tw- about 25% of the action's good. The rest of it kind of sucks. But um, about 85% of the CGI is good. And then there's just some that's just like, what? That got approved. But but uh, uh, but, but again, um, I think um, the dynamic between her and Nick Fury, um, Brie Larson and Samuel Jackson was fantastic. I liked all the MCU Easter eggs that they had. The cat was adorable. Um, I, I didn't like the first act very much. Um, I thought that that could have been its own movie. Like if they, if, if they could have had a whole movie of her in space and then it ends with her landing in Blockbuster and that could have been the end of the movie. And I think that would have been really interesting for like a sequel. But um, they kind of reduce what could have been a whole movie into the first act. And it felt kind of very rushed and quick. And I wasn't a big fan of the first part of it. But um, as soon as she lands on Earth, though, the movie picked up for me. And I think that um, everything that happened after that was mostly really great. Ben Mendelsohn as Talos was amazing. And uh, the scrolls were very interesting. They, the story overall, I thought they did very well with in terms of the script. But a lot of the... But there's so much happening. And for a first movie, for a character's first appearance on screen, I don't think they should have had so much happening to where it's kind of... It's harder to care about Carol than other introductory characters we've had in the MCU. Even though Brie Larson does a good job of getting you in, and there are mo- there are excellent moments in this movie where you're just like, hell yes, like this is great. Um, but uh, as for my negatives with it, uh, like I said, the script is kind of hit or miss. Um, I think that the overall just bombastic amount of things going on really bogged it down a little bit. Because some movies can do that very well. And like Civil War did that really well, Infinity War did that really well, but I think that this movie in particular suffered a little bit from it, and it didn't make make the movie bad necessarily. Um, A lot of the action scenes were very close up and poorly edited, which is unusual for Marvel films, so that was kind of disappointing. And um, also, I think that the her story arc on I think there's a difference between story arc and character arc. The story arc 
of Carol Danvers is very good on paper when you walk through the entire movie and say, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. But as a character, her arc didn't feel earned and it didn't feel like there was a whole lot that changes and things that she went through to justify where she was now, other than literal physical changes, which I'm, I'm trying to trade carefully because it's what yeah. it is. But, but, uh, but um, overall, um, I, I like to grade my movies back when I used to do video reviews, and I would give this movie a, a B plus. So Captain Marvel gets a B plus for me. Um, I think it's in the lower tier of MCU films, but definitely not the worst. And even then, Marvel hasn't made a movie that's been like bad yet. And uh, so that's how I feel about Captain Marvel. I'm going to throw it over to my friend, Mr. Warner. Your thoughts and opinions on Captain Marvel. Oh, boy. Um, I'd say you hit the nail on the head for majority of it. Hey. Majority of it. Um, but definitely not. We, we don't see eye to eye on this film. Oh, boy. Here we go. I agree that her dynamic with Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I actually liked how Nick Fury wasn't the same Nick Fury we've seen. Yeah, yeah. He was he, definitely he evolves different over time. because yeah. he was mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. I think 20 years younger because yeah. mm-hmm. Avenger, well, um, Iron Man. But yeah. regardless, he's he's still younger. So he's playing a younger, less matured version of himself, which I thought he was fantastic in. Yeah, he was great. Um, Coulson. Oh, God. I, I'm just going to say really quick. <laughs> the audience cheered when Coulson came on screen, and that's the happiest I've ever been in my the life. The reveal of it was pretty cool, yeah, too. Like, it, you it knew was it was awesome. him, and then yeah, it just, yeah, like... Yeah, that was, that was awesome. But um, Coulson was great. Although, yeah. He wasn't in it much. Yeah, but, he wasn't in it much, but, you know, but he was still... Anytime he can grace the screen with his presence, I'm happy. For sure. Um, Brie Larson does act with subtlety, mm-hmm. like you said, and... Personally, I wasn't a fan of that. Okay. it That's what really uh, brought it down for me personally was because I found myself caring for more for other characters more than I cared for her character. Mm-hmm. And in my eyes, if I care more about all the other characters more than the lead title name character, then mm-hmm. there's kind of a problem there. And that was one of the problems I actually had with Black Panther. Really? You know, I think Black Panther is a really, really great film. Like that... Like, I thought Killmonger was cool. I thought Okoye was cool. And I love Black Panther in Civil War, but in his own movie, I was like, he's kind of just there. Yeah. I mean, that was just... But, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. no, you're fine. I, Yeah. I mean, but that's how I feel about Captain Marvel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She starts in one place, ends in one place. I And then that's kind of what I was saying, too. Yeah, but, like, but, like, but, like, on paper, like, I can't spoil it, but, like, on paper, when you're talking about her story, mm-hmm. a lot happens and a lot yeah, changes. Yeah. But her as a character... Not and, really. And you I will I mean? say that she does change through the movie subtle, like very subtly. Yeah, yeah. But it's not, it's not enough for me to get behind it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like other characters in the movie, you know their story, you know all these other characters' stories, you know that what they went through, you know what they have to, what their end goal is, like for every character. And I feel like with the little amount of time that you learned that with those other characters was strange and that I cared more for them than Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. But regardless, I still thought it was a good movie. It's not a bad movie by any means of the stretch. I don't think... I mean, I haven't seen Thor Dark World yet, which I feel like I need to see. That way I can say I've seen every MCU movie. That's arguably the the least good one. But I mean, it's it's all redeeming stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'll be the judge of that because, you know, (laughs) film subjective. Yeah, But... Personally speaking, I think the 
I think Captain Marvel is actually the weakest MCU movie that I've seen. Really? Yeah. Um, just because, like, every other... Like, I'd, I'd compare it to the first Thor movie. Okay. Um, but I just... Like, it just wasn't working for me. Like, the character... Like, the character connection. Yeah. Yeah. But, I, like I said, it's still a good movie. It's still loads of fun. Yeah. I'm very excited to see where she ends up in Endgame and how her character plays out yeah. in that. Yeah, we won't spoil anything, but the mid credit scene, awesome. Rad. Um, but, yeah, no, I just... Yeah, I don't know. I want to see where her character goes mm. beyond and, this. And something I will bring up is I'm kind of comparing her situation to Chris Evans as Captain America a bit. Because mm-hmm. I think the first Avenger is kind of an okay movie. Like, I think Captain Marvel's better than the first Avenger, okay. in, in my personal opinion. And I didn't care about Chris Evans' Captain America until The Winter Soldier. Yeah. But you don't get that Captain America without the Captain America you had in the first one. Right. And what you had in the first Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're, Captain Marvel is going to be the character that they build throughout mm-hmm. movies. And you're, we're going to end up like, we oh, fucking love her. Like I, sure. I feel like that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially with what they tease of the future. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, very excited to see where she goes. But I think that they had a slight stumble. But overall, I, I enjoy the movie very much so. And, yeah. And, um, but... Yeah, I like. I don't think it's a bad film at all. Yeah. And you know, anyone who says that it's a it's a bad film, who I know people who are saying that who haven't even seen it, and it's like, no, you need to judge a film after you've seen after it. you've seen it. Yeah. And, and um, but uh, but I I and you know, and, and also I want to encourage if you did see the film and you didn't like it for reasons, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. Film is subjective. I celebrate whatever opinion you share, and you hopefully will celebrate whatever opinions I have about film, as long as they're you know justifiable opinions. Yeah, um, just as long as you're judging the movie based on the movie itself. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I actually know people. I know someone who enjoys the Star Wars prequels more because the actors are more attractive. You know who you are if you're watching, so I, I won't even call you out. I, I don't. And like, that's not a good reason to like a movie more. But I do know someone who likes the prequels better because they're really into politics. Mm-hmm. And they thought they were intrigued by the politics of the prequels. And it's like, okay, that's a reason. That is a valid you reason. Know. But yeah. I mean, um, well, real quick though, like, because yeah. I was thinking about the first act. While I agree with you that the first act wasn't the best of Captain Marvel, there were definitely some really cool elements. Oh, they were, elements. In, they were interesting. Really cool Really, really elements. cool instruments. And I think that Jude Law's performance in the movie is really well done. Oh, I love Jude Law. And, and, He's and, great. And another thing that I'll say, and I won't say why. But it's very important that this movie establishes a a relationship. It's platonic, but a relationship between Jude Law and mm-hmm. Carol Danvers, and they didn't establish it well enough. Okay. And I can't get into why because it's spoilery. But there would have been a big emotional payoff for certain situations mm-hmm. if I felt like they were best friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. I would agree with that. Also, they wasted Ronan again. Didn't need to be in the movie. He was definitely all. in it a lot more than I thought he would be in it. But he, and his character is far different than yeah. he was in Guardians. And he's also one of those characters. Like on paper, he's a badass character, but it didn't translate to the screen well. Like like if you were reading the script for Guardians and the Guardians one, and you read in the script, "Yo, this dude grabs the Infinity Stone himself, says fuck you to Thanos, and goes to take out Xandar." You're like, yo, that sounds rad as fuck. But then when you watch the movie, it comes across as very cheeky and you don't believe it. Yeah. You know? So he's one of those situations where like, on paper he's rad, but on the screen it didn't really translate very well. Mm-hmm. And it was unfortunate because I thought they might do some redeeming with him in this movie, but apparently not. They just uh, Darth Mauled him. They, that's a good comparison. They did kind of Darth Maul him. Good job. Well, um, I think that's kind of it for the first video episode, dude. Yeah, it's been fun. It has. It's been a lot of fun. 
do me a favor and um, go ahead and plug our social media for me. Facebook, like Dalton said earlier, is Movie Knights. Movie Knights with a K. Movie Knights with a K. The Instagram is Movie underscore Knights. And the Twitter is Knights underscore Movie. Yeah. I believe. One of them is backwards. Yeah. You, you'll find us. Yeah. We'll um, be there. Be uh, there or be square. Do you, do you know why they say that? Because if you're, if not, you're not there, there you're, you're not, not around. around. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Dalton, know what happened. All right. You know, I, I actually used that line in one of my first short films that you can watch on the Movie Nights channel. It's the one where Anthony uh, is in the drama, and he actually has to, like, act. Oh, uh, the one he loves? The one he just <laughs> loves, and he hates it, but it, it, it's not great, but it's okay. But, oh, uh, but I, heard I, a click. I actually put that in that movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, I'll go ahead and round it off. Thank you guys so much for joining us and for watching, and please like this video and subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, Movie Nights. And uh, we hope to see you soon. I think my camera died.